0: Hi, I'm Bill Crystal. Welcome to Conversations. I'm very pleased to be joined again by Harvey Mansfield, hello, professor of government at Harvard University mm-hmm. and author of a wonderful forward to a wonderful new book by his late wife, Delba Winthrop, on Aristotle, democracy and political science. So say a word about the book, and then we'll, we'll talk about Aristotle.
1: That's the name of the book. Maybe I'll start with a word about her. Please. Yeah. Uh, she was born in 1945 and died in uh, 2006 of cancer a little sooner than yeah. one would have wished, but um, she. Uh, this is her d- dissertation that she produced uh, in the year 1974, and it's going to be p- re, uh, published now for the first time by the University of Chicago Press uh, with not a word changed. This is very unusual, it's kind of, you know, almost an event in uh, publishing. Usually one never gets one's dissertation published without some editing. But uh, this was extremely well written. She was uh, a small woman, not quite five feet tall. But, and she was not smart, but very smart. And <laughs> and I will, I will, I yeah, will agree, agree with that. She, she does, had an yes. unusual name, um, first name, Delba, um, and uh, a Yankee name, Winthrop, uh, for a last name. But she came from a Jewish family and picked up the Winthrop uh, at Ellis Island. Yes, that was so, a good acquisition by her
0: grandparents yes. or whoever that was. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's Delva Winthrop. And why didn't and, she publish the dissertation? I think I asked her this a few times, and yes, she always sloughed off the yes, question. Yes, uh, the
1: same thing with me. I um, urged her several times uh, <laughs> continually during her life. But uh, she always said, uh, well, it wasn't ready, and she didn't quite want to go through it. Perhaps she needed to study Aristotle a little bit more. That's a kind of infinite task. Yeah. So uh, um I waited after her death for a while, and um and now I think uh I'm gonna go against uh not not exactly against her wish, but against her, her spoken statements. Right. <laughs> and uh well, you shouldn't take her spoken statements too literally. That's, that's right. a lesson of her own. Uh, that's, right. Book, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. There's no such thing as a literal statement. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a study of uh, Aristotle and Aristotle's Politics and Aristotle's Politics Book Three. It's a translation, a new translation of, uh, a literal translation of Book Three, which Delba Winthrop thinks is the fundamental essence of uh, Aristotle's Politics. The, and she gives an argument for that, that uh, I won't go into, but uh, uh, she she does defend that choice of, uh, of book three. So she has her own literal introduction, a uh, literal translation, and then an, um, a study, following the text of interpretation, of wonderful interpretation, a mixture of imagination and reflection, and um, it's a wonder.
0: Yeah, no, I really look forward to. I've read a little bit of it, but to really reading it much yeah. more carefully. Right. So where should one begin? What's, what's, well, uh, this, let's uh,
1: begin with by Zeus. That's good. <laughs> you know, by Zeus, yeah. In the middle of, uh, of, uh, of book three, Aristotle suddenly says by Zeus. And then, for goodness sake, he says it again about a page later. So two oaths, two times that he swears. This is the only time in all his writings that Aristotle... He doesn't think of
0: Aristotle yeah. as a big no.
1: invoker of no, divine... <laughs> or, or, a, or a passionate fellow <laughs> yeah, uh, right. who, who can't uh, withhold himself. But this is a sign uh, that uh, 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 the nature of the text uh, of uh, Aristotle's politics, that uh, this, the statements are, are often statements from a certain point of view, which is not Aristotle's, but which he reports. And, and there are a number of points of view, the democratic point of view, the oligarchic point of view, the philosopher's point of view, the citizen's point of view. So uh, there are all these points of view which uh, he, he sets forth and refines and uh, argues with. So uh, this, uh, this uh, the first by Zeus occurs in a discussion of democracy in which he... Deplores the fact that um, that in the most extreme democracies the majority will decide on its own to despoil the rich. Let's take all the money away from the rich, and he's and he says uh, that that seems quite unjust. And then suddenly, by Zeus, but the democracy decided to do this. So. Uh, The the first thing is Aristotle's um, judgment that this is unjust. And then it's the Democrat's answer. He doesn't really have um, an argument. And so he calls in the God by Zeus to help him out. Help the Democrat out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. help the Democrat out. So this is a sign that democracy can't really defend or explain itself in the terms that it would like. According to which all are equal, and the equal majority can do what it wishes, and so uh, the, and, 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 and uh, they call on zeus uh, Zeus is a kind of uh, who that stands behind their what the what is everything should be equal, and the who is that's the god hes he says so he support now the trouble with uh, the appeal to who. the God uh, it assumes that who rules but who rules is always in the name of some what so if you call on the God and then he comes and answers you by himself calling on another God (laughs) you would get an infinite regress of uh, personal authority backing up uh, a statement of uh, principle so that indicates that uh, the who or the by Zeus is really uh, a stand-in or a personification of a what, and the what is this democratic equality. So then a page later Aristotle has uh, another by Zeus, and uh, (coughs) this time Zeus says something different. Zeus says uh, 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 an association of human beings is different from a herd of animals. Now this is a statement by, uh, uh, the, by Zeus in this case. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's clearer that this time the who has a what uh, in his mind. And the what states a difference in nature between human beings and animals, uh, suggesting that nature is not composed of equal parts, equal parts of matter like pieces or, or uh, s- scattered parts of uh, all, all defined by their matter and therefore equal as bodies. But that there are, there's a hierarchy, there's a ranking. Some bodies are more impressive, more capable, um, uh, more different. In other words, the, the whole of things, the universe of things is heterogeneous, genus, it's it's not homogeneous. It's not everything the same. So this Zeus answers the first Zeus. Mm-hmm. The first Zeus just said, well, uh, if if all of us are equal, then most of us can decide on our own without any other higher authority or objection from anyone. It's, just, it's essentially, the democratic view is essentially uh, that the stronger should rule the stronger being the more the more the many the most people the yeah. majority and no qualitative after, distinctions And no qualitative distinctions but uh, just 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 uh, an assertiveness of 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 rule and uh, so the second by Zeus is an answer to the first suggesting that the Democrat needs to have some understanding or some recognition of the differences in rank and hierarchy, in in a people, but also in nature as a whole. It's characteristic of Aristotle in this, especially in this book three, that he's speaking of both. He's speaking of the whole universe of things, and he's speaking of a whole people. And uh, he's suggesting that uh, the philosopher who's interested in the whole of things, can learn something from politics, which is a whole of of human beings. So. Yeah, so
0: what, uh, yeah, I want to get to that because I think one of the most striking things about Delva's account is the sort of philosophic counterpart or yeah. underlying uh, character of the, the the behind politics is behind different political, let's say, democratic and aristocratic political views. Sort of view of nature, a yeah. democratic, and, and that Aristotle is, yeah. gives an account of that yes. through the politics, kind of amazingly. Uh, it is. But why? So why? What does it mean that? So both the democratic view and the aristocratic view are appealed to appeal to Zeus for yeah. backup. Is that right? Yourself? That's right. <laughs> so they're each insufficient.
1: Yeah. Uh, they neither could then, be, neither yeah, self evident. Yeah, if, if you could if, put it that way. <laughs> if you asked in politics, uh, uh, who rules? Is is the most important question. Who rules? or what rules, as every, uh, the thing is, it seems that you need both, the mm-hmm. uh, who, rule, who rules, the answer is always who, but they have something in mind, it isn't just power that they want, that would be sort of modern political science, mm-hmm. but they want the power to do something uh, particular, some particular things, they have a program as we say, so the who's stand for a what, to explain the who you have to look for the what but then when you get to the what <laughs> it turns out that uh, the what always needs to be espoused by some human beings so the what consists of a statement or a principle which uh, has to be asserted or set forth or pushed by some human beings and to do that You can't assume that you're just uh, addressing fellow philosophers who will be convinced by the arguments on behalf of your what, that your statement is, uh, uh, if it's true, is sufficient to gain immediate recognition by everybody. No, you have to persuade. And to persuade, you have to understand that there are different kinds of people whom you are addressing. And therefore, the pureness of the, the truth of your what has to be modified or qualified to uh, make it persuasive. So every, every what, when carried into politics, uh, is, um, is, is compromised by the fact that it's who. It's, it's, addre- it's uh, a, a, a espoused by some who and uh, addressed to another who. So, politics ha- a politician has to be aware of the differences of people. And there are these two basic watts,
0: is that fair, the sort of democratic and the... Yes, uh, the, the
1: democratic and, and the aristocratic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so Delba's uh, book is about uh, the whole. She, and she, because she says Aristotle is about the whole with a W. <laughs> so. Um, and the and whole, uh, the Democrat is um, uh, the one that first comes on the scene because uh, the Democrat is the one that wants a whole and that thinks in terms of the whole. The Democrat stands for the people, and the people are a whole by including everybody. Uh, however, <clears throat> there's a problem with everybody, see that a whole is constituted by uh, equal parts, but it's also constituted by unequal parts, or parts that are different from each other, diverse, and each part making its own different contribution Mm -hmm. to the whole. So uh, if you want to define a thing, it, it seems that you always need to distinguish between the class and the standard. Suppose you want to define a tree. You want a definition that includes all trees, or uh, that all things that at least resemble trees. Yeah? So that's the class of trees. But you also want a definition that uh, prescribes or describes uh, the best tree or the complete tree, or the perfect tree, the tree that has all that a tree should have. So a definition must include the best, and it must c- include all instances of the thing. And that's <clears throat> easy to do or easier to do with a tree, much more difficult to do with a human being. Because a human human being, the best human being, is can be quite different from the average or the sort of most general human being defined. So So the the class and the standard come to be distinguished, especially when you refer to human beings. And in politics, then, the two typical parties in any society are those who represent the best and those who represent all. So the Democrat begins with his assertion of the need for all. And, uh, and but there's the oligarch, or the, the which means literally the sort of the rule of the few. <clears throat> In this case, the few best, however you define best. The oligarch wants to make a distinction among these all, and say that some are better than others, or and some are diverse from others, and not necessarily better, but just different. And uh, and the and the whole therefore must be understood to include not just everyone as equal, but everyone as uh, contributing differently. So you could take a present-day case, say the welfare state. Now um, the the welfare state on the one hand has uh, uh, policies or programs which uh, uh, address all Americans as equals. So the, the signature case would be uh, uh, the Social Security program, which is, and this was passed by the Democrats in 1935, and this is, say, that's what begins the welfare state. <clears throat> but uh, it, the welfare state is not, uh, not really described fully by this. You've also got to consider that it has a certain, as it has, it has, to be a whole, it has a kind of um, a spirit of a welfare state. And different parts to it, making different contributions. There's beneficiaries. There's taxpayers. There's uh, politicians, congressmen. So there's economists. Figure this out and decide. So uh, the welfare state is, is a combination. Plus, and there are people who oppose it. Right. So, so the welfare state is a, as, as a whole, a whole society is made of all these different elements, which are. Um, so, you, and, and, and Aristotle indicates this um, by using two terms for the common good, or to, uh, the same words but in a, different, um, uh, in a different, in a different phrase. So there's uh, the common benefit, that the, that's the actual word that he uses, the common advantage, and, and in which common is an adjective uh, describing benefit. That would be like social security that we all have, sort of equally. And then there's a benefit in common. So, with in common is a uh, prepositional phrase that uh, that uh, qualifies uh, the benefit. So, the common benefit versus the benefit in common, and the benefit in common includes contributions of diverse elements or diverse things. Yeah, so this is a whole which is uh, is is both sort of all of us as equals, and all of us is is quite diverse. And the mixture. So there's
0: a democratic and an oligarchic.
1: Yeah. So so the real whole. Yeah. The real whole is a mixture of democracy and oligarchy. And somehow the political mixture reflects
0: this philosophical.
1: Uh, yes. Or, where, I think that's one yes, of Yes, that is. Uh, but it, it's also the other way around. Yeah, okay, and, so. and perhaps even more the other way around okay, that so. the philosophical learns from, from the, the political. political. So if a philosopher wants to understand the whole of the universe, it, he, he has to consider uh, the, the diverse parts of it, and especially the uh, difference between human beings and a herd of animals. <laughs> that, Following the second statement of Zeus. <laughs> Which difference, however, would also point to differences <coughs> excuse me among human beings. Yes. Because what the yes, thing, of course. If it's yeah.
0: reason or speech or whatever that That's distinguishes right. then
1: they're better and worse, yeah. Yeah. So they're better and worse among human beings and, and then but just also differences in different occupations, different characters. Right. Different and uh, and also there 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 isn't just virtue. There's different virtues, too, right. which so are more heterogeneous, yeah. men and women, for example, and this comes out in uh, book three and also in, in um discussion of it. Men and women make different contributions according to Aristotle. And men uh, t- tend to be more courageous and women tend to be more moderate. So you need each of those, uh, making diverse contributions to a whole, rather than sort of a unisex society in which everyone is um, assigned the duty of being every like everyone else and we think this democratic
0: principle if i call it that an oligarchic principle are are they 're not simply at odds with each other though they 're somehow mixable or
1: yes i mean that's right they really. are somehow mixable and that's uh, uh, and, uh, yes uh, yeah yeah and and that 's why you have to get the uh, uh, you have to get the Democrats interested in what will make their society of equals uh, possible and you do that by impressing them with uh, in the uh, with the differences among people and you have to get the nobles who are, who desire to rule by themselves the oligarchical party to recognize that they're not a, they're not a, an independent or self-sufficient uh, unit On their own, but they need um, the ordinary person. So uh, their their and their nobility, their uh, sort of higher moral virtue, is reflected in the um, in the freedom that the ordinary person has. So uh, that and the and the so that Aristotle, from this point of view, uh, comes to be a philosopher of freedom. Mm. If uh, you look at a history of political philosophy, only mo- most of them would say that the ancients or Aristotle stand for virtue, and the moderns, so people like John Locke, stand for freedom. And, that, uh, and there's something to that. Right. But, but uh, Aristotle is uh, con- as much concerned with freedom as he is with virtue, as Delba shows, I think, in her argument that um, a a free person uh, will go wrong and act in a way to ruin or spoil his freedom if it's licentious, if he doesn't use it with virtue. And a virtuous person isn't virtuous on his own unless he's free. So, uh, and this is related to the sort of Passionate element in human beings, the, the thumos or the spiritedness, which makes us uh, resistant to being ordered around. <laughs> and, the, and, and, it, and this sort of ordinary resistance that people don't like to be bossed around is reflected in the nobility of the best of us and the, of the best human beings. Because the best human beings also don't sort of stand above what is average or what is determined. Or what is expected and um, they're sort of out, the most outstanding types of of human being so they the the best sort of validate the possibility of freedom that you see on the average and uh, free on the other hand validate the nobility of the of the best Uh, because uh, they show that uh, that nobility is not just uh, an an accident but it's in the nature of human beings so the physicist who wants to understand the whole universe without understanding that human beings are have something special about them have some freedom and therefore also nobility get things wrong those are the natural philosophers that Aristotle opposes in his time, and they resemble very much, I think, the materialist physicists of uh, of our time today.
0: And the they're, time they're the democrats, they're, so yeah. to speak.
1: Yeah, they're in they're the philosophical, philosophical uh, they're realm. metaphysical democrats. Right. So, the phys- uh, physics without the physicist, the physicist is an intelligent person. Right. So, the rest of the of, uh, of the, <laughs> the university studies. And that is, uh, and that is, um, um, the standard model tries to describe <laughs> this big equation, uh, forgets uh, the, the, uh, that uh, there is a difference between an intelligent person or part and an unintelligent part. Yeah, and, uh, and the physicists uh, and mathematicians, in my experience, more than anyone
0: else, yeah. are acutely aware of the distinctions among themselves. Yes. Like a the, really great yes, right. mathematician yes, as opposed yeah. to just...
1: Yes, extremely yes, good mathematicians and so yes. forth. So
0: they're very aware of this rank. Yeah, they're like chess
1: players. They're very competitive. Yes, yes yeah.
0: <laughs> but then they think the universe is just. Yeah, well, the universe flat. has no
1: competition and or no. <laughs> so, it's all flat. So, so, so this is an example, or perhaps a leading example, of why uh, well, the the two parties need each other, or so m- much as they oppose each other, the oligarchical versus the democratic nonetheless, each finds its uh, its 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 validation and its its success. You could say, in the other. Now, if if philosophers can learn something from politics, then they're no longer just natural philosophers, but they become political philosophers. So this would make political philosophy central to all philosophy because that it, politics shows you the central heterogeneity of things, that, uh, er, that all things have this democratic aspect and also uh, hierarchical, or, and therefore oligarchical aspect. So now this is also how Aristotle opposes Plato. Plato, in his Republic, uh, talks about philosopher kings, And there's a famous passage, and he says that there'll be no end to uh, to unhappiness among human beings until philosophers become kings or kings become philosophers. But he says this is going to be an accident, a coincidence. And um, for Aristotle, I don't think it is quite a coincidence, because he shows it's not the case that uh, the philosopher doesn't want to rule, as, as Plato says. Plato says, isolates philosophers f- from all the rest of mankind because they're the only ones that don't want to rule. And, that, and, this, and this is what creates the opposition between philosophy and politics. But for Aristotle, no, the philosopher can learn something in philosophy from politics. So he has a motive to rule or to look at rulers. And to try to understand and learn something from them, when you rule, it's it's a case of reason meeting unreason. That you're you're doing you're doing your best to think out what you should do, but right. then you yeah, but also you have to meet the unreason of the of the people and the situation, the events that uh, confront you, and and um, and persuade and. Uh, and in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, sort of a boundary between reason and unreason is the passions, the passions which make you angry on behalf of what you think is right. And, um, and also make you resist, uh, what other people think is right. And, and passion is the is an outstanding character of, of politics and, and political life. So, uh, so Aristotle in this uh, view comes out as a philosopher of, of freedom and, and, and not just of, um, of um, deadening or soul-destroying virtue. Now, not, that suggests, too, that the um, central thing for, for Aristotle is moral virtue. Moral virtue is also the meeting of reason and unreason. Moral virtue is uh, how you deal with your body. Especially, let say, the two first moral virtues are are uh, courage and moderation. Uh, the, the men and the women, you could say. Yeah. Uh, so that um, courage deals with your fears and moderation deals with your pleasures. And th- those pains and pleasures, those are... Uh, the things that arise from your body. Your injustice, the injustice comes from the fact that everybody has a preference for himself. Because because you have a body. You can't help <laughs> taking care of your body and if you, you forget that, uh, you come to grief. Okay. So uh, so mor- moral virtue is, uh, is not a philosophical virtue because it isn't based simply on intellect, and the problem with courage is not so much to know what it is as to actually do it or practice it, and the same thing with moderation The moral virtues have to be practiced, they have to be done But uh, it, it, uh, it, so it's not uh, intellectual virtue, but it, 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 in each case you need to use your reason uh, in order to avoid the the vices which accompany moral virtue so moral virtue is not determined; it's always based on a choice, and uh, fr- freedom is a is a choice, <clears throat> and uh, that's how the the uh, the first uh, democrats that uh, Aristotle uh, resorts to in the, in Book Three the Politics uh, are disputing. Politics is disputing. <clears throat> now, why do you dispute? Because you know, it isn't absolutely clear what what's worth having, so uh, it's, uh, you, so it's uh, that indicates that you have a choice and that you have a free choice. But it also, it's also the case that you mustn't make a bad choice. So um, if you make a bad choice, then you probably put an end to your choice. Yeah. So you must protect yourself, and you must. Uh, choose well and not and not badly. So freedom isn't unconnected to uh, to virtue. You know, say the, the the right to choose. <laughs> we have the right to choose versus the right to life. Right. Yeah, you know, the right to choose depends on uh, your choosing well. And, and you have to. It is. It isn't a matter of unconcern how people choose right. when they have the right to choose. And, um, and so politics has to take account of that. Uh, that. So the philosopher of freedom has to be concerned with, uh, with virtue, with how people actually exercise their freedom.
0: Now if, if, let's say, philosophic materialism is the erroneous or half erroneous democratic view of things, what's the Analogy, if I can put it that way, in in the oligarch. What's the oligarchic uh, exaggeration, or, or?
1: Yeah, the the oligarchic exaggeration would be shown um, in the philosopher, that, as if uh, philosophy could rule, as 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 if if, it was simply separate from. Yes, simply separate from the rest of. Humanity, and 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 it and forgetting that it's human beings who are philosophers, and that philosophical problems arise out of uh, the problems that human beings have, I mean, really out of the out of your body.
0: Yeah. And really isn't, wouldn't a religious view or a certain kind of religious view also be that kind of mistake? I'm just thinking, you know, a kind of Separating the soul from the body more than maybe it could be defended, or the, yes, too right. high a standard as yes. it were,
1: purity. Kind it of, is. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. That, that's that's quite right. as if uh, the the spiritual were capable of existing on its own, right. without any connection to um to the to the fact that the, that it's human bodies that have spirits, so the different. Their bodies are different from each other. They have different capacities. And so the
0: philosopher, or the political philosopher, learns, I mean, politics is the best example of this, both possibility and necessity of mixing the, yes. these two views. Yes, you know? So you really do learn from politics. It's not you, just an unfortunate thing you have to dab
1: right. into. You know, yes, yeah. Yeah. You it's not, into. yeah. It's not just something you're subjected to, which distracts you from your, your, your true uh, uh, vocation. So, yeah, so the philosopher would be the highest type of... Pure oligarch, and then also uh, the sort of nobles or people, right. ambitious people, exaggerate yeah. the difference between they themselves. They exaggerate. And, they do. They exaggerate the difference between themselves and ordinary people who don't have ambition. Right. You know, right. And, and, and the world does seem to be divided uh, between those who just can't live without being outstanding in some way. They, that, to them, that's and a, and a person who is not outstanding is, is that's not living. And um, and on the other hand, those who uh, can't imagine trying to be outstanding <laughs> when you've got such a nice, comfortable, um, uh, secure life uh, without without that uh, incubus. So, so uh, yeah, so that's right. The the, um, the um, oligarchical needs a kind of democratic flavor, and so uh, Delba talks about the need for an ethical mathematics and a mathematical ethics. Uh, and ethical mathematics, that's uh, 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 the uh, obsession with quantity and with, with uh, the equality of things needs to be made more ethical in it to recognize the difference in, in virtue uh, between equal, among equal persons. And, uh, and then the other thing, the, uh, the mathematical ethics, the people who are full of virtue, need to uh, recognize the importance of, of quantity and of, of, uh, actual number. Um, Delbert makes, uh, 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 frequent use of, uh, great, uh, work by Jacob Klein okay. on Greek math, called Greek Mathematical Thought and the Origin of Algebra, in which, uh, he discusses the nature of, Greek mathematics. Um, one could say this much um, quickly that for the Greeks, uh, one is not a number. That's you know, an interesting statement. Right. <laughs> that uh, when when we uh, ordinarily say a number of, that always means more than one. So when you count something, you count one. So you count. And one is for a unit. It's what un- uh, permits you to count. It's not, and therefore, it isn't something that you that you count. And so, uh, uh, five apples. That's five uh, uh, five ones. One, two, three, four, five. That you counted. You have to. You have human beings have the ability to recognize different shapes, and to, and therefore, to uh, see similarities or images. That um, enables them to count it's only, human beings are the only animals that count <laughs> and, and then in a way that's that has a double meaning but uh yeah, but, you, yeah, you know, but you can see so but that that also means that a one uh, isn't just one two three four five in and, and but a one is um stands for a unity and and so uh every in this way uh Aristotle says that every regime is a one or is a unity, and this he presents in uh, book three of the politics as monarchy or kingship. So every regime is in a way a kingship because it has a single end. This would distinguish him from uh, sort of liberals today, I mean liberals in the generic sense uh, who believe in pluralism, that their society is made of a different, a a plural Different character different notions different types of people. We're all diverse diversity Harvard today is all about diversity. Right. That's the only only word they know uh, and uh, And and Aristotle would say no, but there's there's also a unity to it So <laughs> if you go to another country being an American uh, you'll see that uh, It's different. <laughs> it's different as a whole so uh, so, uh, one stands for the, and kingship or monarchy stands for this oneness, which is characteristic even of a society that stands for pluralism and that, that prides itself on its diversity. So, that's a little bit of yeah. Greek mathematics. I, guess, I mean,
0: Harvard loves diversity but doesn't want to acknowledge, well, sort of yeah. does and sort of doesn't want to acknowledge that diversity would also imply. Ordering. I mean, yeah. right when it's it's not simply equal. Yeah,
1: you know, the, the correct word for Harvard's diversity is conformity. Right, right now. The real diversity but, would be. Uh, yeah, but now we're straying from Dolby's uh, yes. wonderful book. Let me. Now we, now we can't talk about this book without. Uh, uh, using the word assert. Yes, that's yes. a major uh, discovery That's a, that's of a major discovery of, of assertion of her. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So I, I think she is, uh, assert is, you can find that in other works of Aristotle and also uh, in uh, works of uh, ass, the importance of assertiveness in uh, psychological studies of, uh, of, of speech or communication. But uh, for Delba, it's, it's the essence of political speech and she's the only one who sees this, who has seen this, and uh, f- finds it uh, uh, I- I- extremely uh, important in, in understanding both politics and Aristotle's view of politics. So uh, Aristotle sometimes says, I say something, and sometimes he says, I assert or people assert. And I say means you could have, you say this, but well, you could have said something else. Um, and you 're not putting your soul behind it, asserting you 're putting your soul behind it It has a, a certain oomph from you. you mean this and its and you it 's a what with a kind of who in enclosed in it so, um, and you 're demanding to be listened to or honored with her, with her so you assert so Democrats assert and oligarchs assert and uh, and you, and you see this um, uh, the, the, this verb, the verb is pheme, in Greek, of, and, um, uh, and uh, again and again to, uh, to assert. And maybe philosophers need to assert, and, uh, asserting if you have to put your yeah, own behind. That's paradoxical. Yes, a paradoxical. Us. Most, mostly, philosophy is, uh, or would, would understand itself as rational and reflection, and not an assertion. An assertion is passionate and therefore irrational. And right. it and, and, and suggests that you have no argument behind not it. Not fully defen- defensible. Not, not right? fully yeah. defensible. And it's probably <laughs> the case that people who assert, uh, assert <coughs> because they have to and they don't have a, f- have a complete uh, argument in a defense. But maybe with our human imperfection, with our, um, the limitations to our understanding, it is... Um, we do have to, even in the best of us, or in the in the most high, in the highest and most difficult cases, uh, have to rely on on assertion. So, so human beings assert their superiority one to another, and in and in uh, making much of the distinction between humanity and the rest of non-human universe, uh, that, that's a fundamental sort of uh, assertion that we are perhaps entitled to make. Perhaps we can't fully prove that we're superior, right. but it's reasonable to suppose so, or to say so, or to assert so, and to behave therefore in that way.
0: I've always thought the Declaration of Independence, our Declaration of Independence, maybe I learned this from you, I mean that we hold these truths to be self-evident is a nice yeah. example of it's it not simply these truths are self-evident, which would be the so speak, yeah. philosophic statement, presumably. Good. Yes, but the, it is important if you're going yes. to declare independence that it's yeah. we hold. Yes, that's a right. That's very truth. good. It's a little paradoxical because yeah. if it's true, it's true. You don't yeah. have to hold it. No, that's, that's right. That's hold it means
1: you have to defend it against uh, those who resist it and assert it somehow. Yeah. It seems like a, a yeah. similar thing. So, so hum- human beings have to assert their humanity against uh, the rest of the universe, which is. Uh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't care, right? <laughs> and uh, so sort of resists our importance, tries to make us feel uh, insignificant, and the, the tiny oasis of, of reason, sort of, of which we we so far found no, no counterpart anywhere else in the universe. Yeah. yeah,
0: I have the impression, maybe I'm wrong about this, that somehow the democratic view in Delba's account uh, is a little prior. To, I mean, is. Are these two views equal, so to speak? Yes, that's right. It has a, a certain advantage. Uh, kind d- of, I don't yeah, know. that's
1: so. That that's maybe the last point that, that, that uh, she presents Aristotle, philosopher of freedom, but also Aristotle, the the democrat. So it was there was this uh, that uh, seems er, er, contrary to the yeah, normal. That's right. View. There was this well known Aristotle scholar who uh, believed that Aristotle was the greatest philosopher that ever was, and that democracy is the best form of government there is, therefore Aristotle was a democrat. <laughs> and that's a little bit too easy. Yeah. But uh, she, she does think that, uh, on the whole, he ends up with a qualified democracy as um, as, a, um, as the best form of, a practical form of government. The best regime, which he discusses in books seven and eight of politics, is is not practicable, because uh, the, the demos is completely excluded from from citizenship or, or uh, as it seems even from existence mm. So that's a uh, best regime that sort of abstracts from uh, the fact that the, there is uh, an ordinary non philosophical people that uh, uh, Are to be contended with and have their own desires their own love of freedom Which you have to respect and uh, take account of so in, uh, in book three He ends with a discussion of, there's chapters on monarchy. And uh, so I think the typical interpretation is that uh, he sort of gives way. He makes as as much of an argument for democracy as he can, and then gives way, I guess it's in uh, chapter 11, 17 chapters. So the last uh, half-dozen chapters are are about uh, monarchy, and then he sort of gives himself over well too bad democracy fails and now we have to turn to monarchy but no uh, you know, as he points out uh, um, monarchy he thinks is in, in the at the in the state of greek civilization was was um, was primitive and uh, and obsolete no longer possible so, so something of the same view that we have today so aristotle uh, the democrat and the other thing about uh just just as sort of democratic philosophers today think that democracy is the only form of government a government which is wrong still it is somehow the presumptive form and if you look at our modern philosophers they begin from a democratic beginning which they call the state of nature in which all are equal this is a notion uh, invented by Thomas Hobbes and Mm -hmm. developed by John Locke, Montesquieu, and several others. And it's still somehow the fundamental notion behind uh, the rights that the Declaration of Independence uh, sets forth. So uh, the state of nature is a a democratic beginning in which all are equal and all are fearful. Aristotle begins from a democratic beginning, in which all are discussing, and they're not fearful; they're asserting, the thing. they're making, they're using their their equality to to uh, demand their freedom, and 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 in doing so, they illustrate that freedom is a, is a fundamental thing, and also that uh, one should begin one's understanding of democracy not from uh, a pre-democratic thing like like the veil of ignorance that's that's john rawls's uh counterpart to uh to the state of now you you shouldn't try to begin from an abstract non-political understanding of of human beings but you should uh, go right into a democratic discussion between uh, the democrats and the and the oligarchs and the reasons that the democrats give because after all uh, they want everybody to be a citizen but it turns out there were exclusions <laughs> aliens sort of children slaves or you know so um, um, uh, or, um foreigners who were visiting or, right. or uh, resident foreigners so uh, how do you explain those so and that's it gives that leads to an opening for the oligarch so you don't really want it everybody equal. you got uh, you you want you think you have to be mature you can't be a child and you have to be born here you can't be a foreigner so so you're you're so so in other words this sets up the the discussion or the debate so you begin from a democratic debate that should be your uh, uh, the democratic um, beginning and, and presumption of and so aristotle the democrat teaches us teachers our, our, our democratic political scientists. All of, they're, Democrat, <laughs> they're all Democrats with a capital D to a man to a, and a woman right. today. But, um, so, but they have perhaps more sustenance from Aristotle if they would think about it and read this book very carefully you know, than they presently know. Well, they, they should read this book carefully.
0: They should uh, read your Excellent introduction to this yeah. book. Then they could read Aristotle. They could be busy yeah. for
1: quite a while uh, yeah. learning things. Yeah. Uh, By the way, uh, Delba has an introduction to her book, and she also has a note on the translation at the very end of it. And that note on the translation, she tells a little bit more about uh, how she started this and, and and the spirit in which she's investigating. So, if you when you get this book, uh, I would I would begin at the at the at the end, okay. and it's, it's an appendix called A Note on the Translation. Yeah, more
0: reveals more uh, more than
1: just (laughs) the mechanics of translation. It does indeed, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, everyone should read the book. And uh, Harvey, thank you so much for taking the time to discuss it.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for joining us on Conversations.